0: And the audience was always there. I think that's the funny thing. We think that the audience isn't there. The audience was always there. They were waiting for you to show up. Exactly. They're waiting for me to believe that I belong in this space and can take up this space. And this is what I have to offer.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by, you guessed it, the Artist Incubator. You want to accelerate your art sales? I can show you how. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz to apply for a free profit planning session with me. I'll share with you these steps you need to take to make your dreams come true. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash biz as in B-I-Z. It's the Inspiration Place Podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place Podcast, an art world insider podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hey there, art lover. This is Miriam Shulman, Chief Inspiration Officer, and your host. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast. This is episode number 134. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, we have a very inspiring guest that I'm so excited to welcome. And through her journey, you're going to discover that you're not alone in your self-doubt, that you can't get there from here. And we're also going to talk about at least three tips, practical things that you can start doing right now to make your dreams real. Today's guest is an architect and interior designer turned fine artist. After years of working in corporate design firms, she began looking for less stressful, more meaningful ways to express herself. She was naturally drawn to the patience and reflections that watercolor offered. A layoff last April due to COVID gave her the courage to pursue her true passion. She also joined the artist incubator program in June 2020, and she's here today to share her transformational journey. Please welcome to the inspiration place, Dawn Trimble. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. All right. So we're going to do something a little different. Usually I'm like diving right into strategies and tactics. And I don't care where people grew up and all that stuff, but today's just the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when I first started this podcast, I went to a convention called podcast movement where all these podcasters gather. And, and that was before I started the podcast, but I knew what kind of podcast I wanted to create. Right. And every time I met somebody, I said, what kind of podcast do you do? And they said, I interview entrepreneurs about their journey. Every single one. I was like, oh, okay, that's really original. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what my podcast is going to be about. But you are an exception which is why you're here today. I think you're so inspirational. I tell everybody about your success and I'm so happy that you're here today.
0: Oh, I'm happy to be here.
1: Should we take you back to April or should we take you back even before April of, of last year? Should we take you back before that?
0: I think it started before April. After April is when I met up with you. But before then, I was, <laughs> I was doing shameful things with my art. <laughs> So that was before. But you were April. working full time, right? Yes, I was working full time in interior design. I had done that on and off. I have two children, so in between being a mother, and honestly, I was a stay-at-home mother for the majority of the time. And then once they got old enough to go to school, I was thinking, okay, what do I want to do? I was always excited and passionate about design. But once I would get into the offices, these corporate offices and sitting behind a desk and clicking a mouse, all creativity (laughs) just drain, just drain out of me. And so I just began thinking of what else could I do to express myself creatively. And that's when watercolor kind of came into the picture. I started that honestly, in the, at the beginning of 2018. Okay. You know, just painting these little five by sevens.
1: Record scratch moment. Did you go to art school? No. Okay. And you just started painting less than three years ago. Is that what I just heard? Yes. Okay.
0: We would do it some in architecture school. I mean, there are yeah. some overlaps, yeah. but no, I was not trained as a fine artist.
1: Okay. All right, that's really good to know. All right. So you started painting on the side. And when you started painting back in 2018, were you selling art from the beginning? Or did you just you were just painting to relax?
0: I was painting to relax. And I would post it on Instagram. And I have a love for writing. And so I would write something along with it and what my thoughts were. And I felt like it started to resonate. And I think within a month, Someone reached out to me and said, Hey, can you do a, can you do a show? And I'm like, what is, what is that? <laughs> like I, didn't, I didn't know what they were talking about. It started from there, but I, I kept it pretty small, you know, because again, it was just me trying to relieve stress and just to find a happy place. Okay. So you did do a show when I reach- did it was a local at a local college along with some other artists. I think what was my first or maybe my first aha in that space meaning the space mental space that I was in was that there were more established artists there and it was almost as if I didn't see my artwork the way others did I just did it and I think sometimes that's how we are we don't we don't see the gifts that we bring we mm. sort of take them for granted a yes. little bit yes and so I I started to pay attention to that and that sort of planted a seed of wow I really enjoy this maybe I could do this and as quickly as it came into my head, it kind of went out the other side. (laughs) And I just continued to kind of paint small. But within that entire year, 2018, I would have pop-ups at West Elm. I was invited to another art show. And so I started to think about taking it seriously. But then I was of the mind of, well, I didn't go to art school.
1: Yeah. And I just want to be clear as well, because the way you're saying it now, it sounds like, oh, she was an overnight success. No. But that yeah, how much were you selling your paintings for in
0: twenty eight? <laughs> Don't fall out of your chair. I was selling I was selling my, I was selling my, my five, eyes. <laughs> yeah, I was selling my five by sevens for twenty-five dollars. And I would be so excited when I would get a sale. Like I would be like over the moon when I would get a sale. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it was it was a side, you know, a side gig and you know. Okay, I've never told you or
1: anybody else this, and certainly not on the air. When I first started selling on eBay, I was selling my life drawings with an opening bid of $9.99, as oh. in $9.99. Yes. And then I would get excited when it would bid up to like $25. Yeah.
0: So, because you just, yeah, you don't know. You don't. It was just
1: like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, somebody's paying for this. Yeah. Hey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm not and on think- eBay anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, but I think that is part of it. We don't acknowledge what we have and so I think we just want to know does this does this resonate with anyone? Yeah. And you kind of slowly stick your toe out into the water. Yeah. The problem
1: is that when you start there, you can't get there from here. It's not like suddenly if you're asking $25, somebody's going to come to you and say I would like to pay you $400 for that painting.
0: A similar thing happened to me when I was in a West Elm pop-up. A woman came and she was so excited. It was my very first pop-up and she was so excited. She was looking at all of the artwork and I even look back at it now and I'm like, this was okay because it was, you know, it came from an honest place and the expression was was there. And she asked me, is this like, what is this under 200? And she hadn't turned it over. It was for, I think, 45 because it was twice as big as the five by seven. So it was 45. And I was thinking, would she ever have been willing to pay 200? It, like it just blew my mind. It blew my mind.
1: 2020 is when you lost your job and you started working in the artist incubator in June of 2020. Yes. In 2019, how much did you make from your art? I already know the answer, but
0: <laughs> so you can't change the answer. You cannot change the answer. Well, in 2019, I made about $300. That's not
1: $300 a week. That was for the year. Yes. Because when she's saying I was in West Elm and I was doing this and I was doing that, it's like people get a different picture yes. of what was possible for you. What was really holding you back?
0: So in all of 2019, I was working full time. I so loved the painting space that I was in meaning what it gave me how I felt how people responded even the $25 sales like those were it was mine and I was I was creating something so all of 2019 I worked full time because I thought I don't know if I could ever do this and I continued to paint all the way through 2019 I started to see my followers gain I started to see more engagement I continued to paint. I think at the end of 2019, I began thinking, I need to do something different. Meaning, you know, like going to work, sitting behind a desk every day and being stressed and drained was just not the life that I saw for myself. So you already had put that thought
1: out into the universe. Yeah, I did. I'm glad to hear that, actually. So when you were
0: laid off in April... I was happy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I was happy. I shut the computer and I finished my bag of Cheetos and I went outside and played with my kids. It was nice. I mean, it, it's unnerving to, you know, I don't want to downplay that. Right. But there was a joy, like there was a, there was a joy there because at that moment. You got I a, think, a severance package too, right? Yeah. Yes. I had a feeling and especially with COVID, I, I think with all of the devastation that 2020 brought, that was an opportunity for me to stay inside see what could happen with the art. I think 2020 was the year that I that I began to see this could be possible as a full-time gig.
1: So April, you were laid off. May, yes. you were still asking $25 for your artwork, right?
0: I had moved it up. Oh, okay. I had to... moved it up because I had been laid off. So I... Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think it was, I had moved it, I think probably up to $40. Okay. You didn't actually reach out to me you
1: weren't looking for a business coach right no no. I found you (laughs) yes so I reached out to some artists I know I was looking for people who were talented who, who I thought I could help yes and I reached out to you and I remember you said something to me about that when I reached out what did you think when I reached out to you
0: You never know what it is. You know, you don't know like, what, what is this? Is this a scam? You know, and then I went on your website and then I saw some of the, I listened to the podcast and then I was like, oh, she's legit, you know, and then I reached out to the friend who recommended me and she had great things to say. And so because I had already thought of, I want to see what I can do with this at the end of 2019 before I was laid off, I took that as just a sign from God. I was like, let's do it. I mean, because I was laid off in April and you contacted me in June. So to me, it was, it was a no brainer. I jumped in full on. I drank the Kool-Aid. I was I was going to do whatever I needed to do. Yeah, I t- actually told Dawn that I would fire her as a client
1: if she didn't come to the meetings. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. really good. You came to everything, which it, yes. it made a huge difference. So I yes. have clients who, who come and they don't come to everything and they don't come to Sean's calls and they
0: don't book their one-on-ones with me. And it's really sad
1: because I can't help yeah. them if they don't well, show up.
0: Well, no, and you get so much, I mean, even if you don't have anything to say, you know, because there are some times when I had I had a lot to say, I had a lot of questions, but then there are some times when you're just listening to the other artists. And there's so much gain from listening to their wins, their struggles, because it reminds you that, oh, we're all on this process together. You know, it's a constant reminder. It works on a continuum, even if you don't have anything to say.
1: Yeah, I had that exact experience myself today. So I also pay a coach and join a mastermind Mm -hmm. and I get there early. He calls on me first and I was like, "I, I don't know what to ask. And by the end of the call, somebody else had basically opened herself up, made herself vulnerable and shared her messy parts. And I was like, wow, those are all the messy parts of myself that I don't even like to look at. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening a lot in these group calls whether it's the mm-hmm. mastermind I belong to or the one I run is sometimes there is something you don't even recognize
0: is a problem because you don't even want to look there. Yeah. Yep. I mean for me and I've said this to you and to Sean for me it was never about the art. I think for other artists it it may but for me it was listening and hearing other artists Hear the struggle, but then hearing you and Sean give us permission to move forward anyway, to do it anyway, to do it scared, you know? I mean, that was the big thing for me. It was a returning to myself because based on what I had been through with working and a relationship, and I needed to remember what my voice was. And I think painting gave me that, like painting allowed that to happen. And so healing came through the painting, but then it also, working with you and with Sean, it allowed me to know that you already have what you need to do inside of you, but are you are you brave enough to show it? Mm. Are you brave enough to put it out there?
1: So Sean Roney is a certified life coach who also coaches inside the Artist Incubator. I do some confidence building. I feel it's baked in throughout the program, but Mm -hmm. I like to focus primarily on strategy and then have these dedicated sessions so that Sean can really help unpack those thoughts that are not helpful that are getting in a way. And she uses Brooke Castillo's work from the Life Coach School to do that. And I'm very happy to have Sean as part of the program. Let's talk a little bit about your work with Sean, because some of the topics that you worked with her, you really had a huge transformation. Mm -hmm. One of the the things I saw, you really blossom and grow both as an artist and a business person and a person. Because by the way, having your own business is the best self-development work you will ever do.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: In addition to just raising your existing prices what I really had encouraged Dawn to do was to paint larger and take up more space mm-hmm. and be more visible so that she mm-hmm. could really command those premium prices. Mm-hmm.
0: It was hard to imagine. It was, it was scary. It was hard because I hadn't done it before as a mother with young children, like you devote your time to that. And then, you know, a relationship and work and you lose your voice. And so how are you going to paint large if you don't know what your voice is? Like, what are, what will you be painting? Mm. And so the work that I did with Sean and with you allowed me to remember that. And then I think the confidence started to come each week because it wasn't that I was painting a ton I released my first collection, you know, under the Artist Incubator. It did great. And I slowly started to move up. And the audience was always there. I think that's the funny thing. We think that the audience isn't there. The audience was always there. They were waiting for you to show up. Exactly. They're waiting for me to believe that I belong in this space and can take up this space. And this is what I have to offer. I think it is that self-development and that inner transformation that you do When you finally do say, why not me? Why not? And it doesn't come from a from an arrogant or a cocky way. It comes from knowing who God says you are and operating from that position. And when I started to switch and do that, everything seemed to fall into place. Everything seemed to like painting larger was no longer as daunting as I originally thought. I made a lot of ugly paintings along the way, but I think you have to do that in order to get to the good stuff.
1: Hey, by the way, I wanted to make sure that you knew that I do have room inside the artist incubator this year. If you're lacking a solid strategy or a winning mindset or both, and you're disappointed with your current art sales, I can show you what to do and I can help you. So if you've been listening to this podcast and you found these tips helpful, maybe it's time to take the next logical step and work with me on a deeper level. The program is for professional and emerging artists. If you're ready to invest in your art career and join this dynamic community, go to shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z, as in biz, to apply now. Now back to the show. I think what's so important about joining a program like mine or somebody else's, it doesn't have to be my program, is surrounding yourself with people who believe in what you're doing. I would love, Dawn, if you don't mind, to share Mm -hmm. the advice your sister gave you when you were launching your collection.
0: (laughs) You remember that? Of course, I do. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you didn't say, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. I remember it was my first collection. It was Resilient Landscapes. And I always try to take this picture of all of the art that I've done together and kind of post it on Instagram. And so I had taken the picture. I was getting ready to launch. I was doing the final pricing. I felt like I was having a meltdown. I felt like I was having a meltdown because nothing, nothing was $25. I called her and I said, I have all this art, but I'm afraid to put the prices on it. And she said, well, what did your coach say? And I said, well, she told me what the prices should be. She said, well, do what your coach says. Don't listen to me because I would have you selling them like two for $30, which she did and which I did.
1: Yeah. I remember the advice that she gave you was offer them
0: two for one, buy one, get one free. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, she did. (laughs) She did. That was my sister's lovely advice. And then when she when she started to see differences in the way that I was even showing up on Instagram, then she kind of switched. She was like, don't listen to me. Mm. Listen to what your coach said. Listen to what your coach said. I can even see a transformation from my very first post all the way up until what I'm doing now. And that's just a span of what? A little under three years? When I started to believe that I believed belonged in this space, the way that I came to my work was more intentional. Every little step, even those mistakes, even when I had that meltdown, you know, it was sort of confirmation that the space that we're in, the six months, you know, it was sort of do what you're learning, you know, put it, put it to test and just see. And here's the other crazy thing. I remember talking to Sean the week before I launched and I just told her, I said, I'm, I'm really scared. She's like, okay, let's talk about that. Are you, what are you scared of? I said, well, what if, nothing sells. And she says, okay, that's a possibility. How do you feel about that? When I was able to say, and even get to that moment in the conversation, I'm still proud of what I did, even if nothing sells, that was just sort of it. You know, it's sort of like you have those little aha steps. And that was another one. And she said, okay, then nothing can sell. But as long as you're, you feel proud about the art and you're not attaching it to How it does. I mean, of course we want our art to sell. Of course I was proud of what I had put together and it did sell. Was that the October launch? That was okay. That that was the one that I did with you resilient landscapes. What were
1: your numbers for that launch?
0: I think it was 5,000
1: in two months, a six week period of time. So it was slightly over a month.
0: And so when I heard that number, I was like, Okay. This is a real number. And then I thought it was a fluke, right? And I was like, I'm going to keep painting. I'm going to, you know, see what happens. And then after I left, you know, after my time was up in the artist incubator, I continued to do what I was doing. And then my next launch, which had even larger pieces, it was it was a larger collection. I think I had 45 pieces and then I had two large pieces and here's the crazy thing before I even listed the pieces I would always post on Instagram and I would have people contacting me when is this coming I want to sign up I want to make sure I don't miss it like it it blew me away that they they were so excited to get it and they were thanking me for sharing my art they were
1: thanking you for adding their name to your email list they so were. they would have the opportunity to get it as soon as it was released yes it was pretty astounding to
0: me okay so let's share the february 2021 so my results in february 2021 i think in oh gosh in two days it was eight eight thousand here's the crazy thing on the day that i launched i was a little bit late because i was having trouble with my website at glitched and i was trying to get these last pieces listed so i told i think i told everyone that the launch is at two so everybody who was On the list that were interested in a piece, I had about four emails. Did I miss it? What happened? That's crazy. Is it gone? That's crazy. (laughs) And I said, no, I'm late. I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I sent out my email list. It's live. I made sure everything was okay. And then it was just... It was, it it blew me away. It
1: blew me away. I'm so proud of you. That is fantastic. One of the things that made a big difference with this in the February launch was because you were painting larger. So now we're no longer the $25 painter. Tell everyone how much your largest
0: painting sold for. Two 20 by 40s and they were for $1,400 each. Yeah. Like those were the first to go. I sat there probably for a couple of days. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? do, do? Were well, you <laughs> afraid something bad was going to happen? because you had I didn't know. Society. I mean, it just it, that seemed so unreal to me. It seemed unreal. And I know that's not a ton of money. It's not. But for someone who is wanting to do this and to share their art and to make a living out of it, that was pretty big. I literally probably sat there dumbfounded for about 24 hours. And then I thought, ah, I'm going to print all the orders out. <laughs> and then I'm, and then I'm going to organize it, and then I'll send them their art.
1: <laughs> Before we wrap up, there's one last thing I wanted to share that I know made a big difference in your journey. That was the way you kept asking. You kept asking. I mean, you got into Atlanta Homes Magazine. That's a big deal. You got yeah. into the Swan House. You got yeah. into. Is it Framebridge? Framebridge, Framebridge yeah, Showroom. Yeah, yeah. I would like you to share a little bit about what you would say to yourself to make those calls and reach out for those opportunities.
0: Do something every single day, no matter how small, no matter how seemingly insignificant. I saw where I wanted to go. I said, well, let me just go for it. The, the worst they can say is no. I think people also have been pretty interested in the story that I tell and maybe the way that I phrase things. And so I presented a story to Atlanta Homes and Lifestyles magazine. I wrote it you know, to the editor because I had been in the magazine previously as an interior designer doing a show house. And so they maybe remembered me, but maybe not. But I think it was the story that resonated with them. I wrote the email the first time they didn't answer. The second time I reworked the email and they answered within 30 minutes. They were like, we would love to feature you. We love your work. We think it's beautiful. It seemed like everything was sort of happening at one one time. And then I reached out to Framebridge. I said, hey, do you ever feature artists on your website? And it just, just so happened that they were going to be doing a Black artist print shop. And they said, we love your work. Do you want to be a part of this? And I was, of course, yes. So I would just ask the question. And let me just say, I've asked for every... 20 asks, I've probably gotten 18 no's, mm. but I keep asking, you know, so it's not like I ask and they immediately say yes. I'm no, so like, glad you shared that because it's, yeah. that's so important that you shared that. There's no magic to it. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any, I just ask the question. I try to construct an intriguing, interesting email, you know, that tells my story in a compelling way. I try to take high quality images and share those and, you know, have a story to go along with it. But even that sometimes I don't hear anything and that that's okay. That's okay. I just keep going. I mean, there's two takeaways here.
1: One is you want to increase your number of yeses, Mm -hmm. increase the number of no's by asking more. Yeah, absolutely. Be willing to hear no. Be willing to hear no, absolutely. And then the other takeaway, everything that's happened to you, it didn't happen to you. You made it happen.
0: Even to this day, which I'm still blown away, people are reaching out to me. Your companies are reaching out to me and I'm really excited about that. And I'm just trying to take it day by day and be as diligent and you know show up to do things. I'm, I still make ugly paintings. But I think, you know, you have to not be afraid to do that. You have to not be afraid to make the ugly painting. You have to not be afraid to hear the no and just keep going anyway, if you have that goal in mind.
1: What would you say to people who are thinking about joining the Artist Incubator? In particular, can you speak about the community? Uh,
0: the friendships that you gain through the artist incubator. I mean, I I consider those very valuable. I bounce questions off of them all the time. You know, we're following what each other are doing. You're all in the same boat together. Everyone has that insecurity. Everyone may even have that imposter syndrome. That seems to be the buzzword right now, but we know what that is. And you just, you move forward anyway. You move forward anyway. And I think you try to be as authentic and open as you're willing to be with expressing yourself. So the relationships have played a huge, huge role in in terms of just hearing what other people's struggles are, you know, and not that we wallow in that, but there's no way to fix it if you can't name it. Hmm. And I was able to name mine with with Sean and with you early on. And so, in fact, I think I did it very, well, You you identified mine, you know, and then I finally was like, okay, yeah, maybe they're a little low. But then, you know, I understood what I needed to do to get to the next level. If you are ready to take your career to the next level and be a sponge, then I would say do it. I'm the type of person who I kind of do things on my own. I am an introvert. And so sometimes it's hard for me to take advice from other people. But I think this experience taught me that you don't know everything. I didn't realize I didn't know what I didn't know until I got into it. That sort of unlocked the permission that I wasn't giving myself to show up fully in the world. And like I said earlier on, it was never about the art for me. It was about, do you feel like you belong here? And I think through the Artist Incubator, through all of our sessions and our coaching, you get the answer. But I think you have to be ready to hear the answer. And I I think I was ready. I was ready to hear the answer.
1: That's a beautiful place to stop. Thank you so much for joining me here today, Dawn. All right, so if you like today's episode, you must check out The Incubator. It's my private coaching program for professional emerging artists who are ready to take their business to the next level. It is by application only. Go to shulmanart.com forward slash B-I-Z as in biz. If you qualify for a free strategy session, you'll get my eyes on your art business absolutely free, and we'll discuss the steps you need to take to reach your goals and thrive. Don, do you have any last words from my listeners before we call this podcast complete?
0: Thank you for reaching out to me. I didn't even know something like this existed. I just want to say thank you. I think it's an awesome opportunity, and I really gained a lot from it. Thank you for having
1: me. It was my pleasure having you. It's like I've I've grown from knowing you as well. So it's been wonderful having you as part of the program. <laughs> <laughs> we're both we're crying now. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being with me here this week. I will see you the same time, same place next week. Stay inspired.